Yo, this is the ancient Texan on a Saturday morning, having some coffee with a touch of eggnog, um, cream, and I just pulled up on my screen, sitting in front of my computer in my office, pictures of Blue Jays. Uh, This podcast is going to be about Blue Jays stories. Or the Blue Jay story. Um, we have a whole, normally I would say flock of Blue Jays, but apparently when there's Blue Jays, it's called a party of Blue Jays that lives in our backyards. Um, there's usually half a dozen uh, young Blue Jays and there's at least one, I can't really tell them apart, that I'll leave some of the, I use dog food to feed my fish in my fish pond, I'll leave the cup sitting by the pond with a little bit of dog food left in it, the dry dog food, and a blue jay will come and knock the cup over and uh, steal some pieces. I was asking my wife about blue jays and saying, you know, I really like those. And she told me a story her mom had told her. She said, blue jays don't raise their own kids. They plant their eggs uh, in the nest of other birds. uh, And then let other birds raise their babies. I've heard the same thing about uh, mockingbirds. And people in general either have a love or hate relationship with Blue Jays. Now let's say the story's true, that Blue Jays um, let other birds raise their young. You kind of think, well, wow, if all birds did that, then, you know, the birds would all die out and making the other birds work harder and take care of their young and you know that's kind of cheating now the and another way to look at that that would be just a evolutionary adaptation that ensured the survival of blue jays it's um, you know it persists because it works well People kind of look at it and do a moral judgment on this blue jay acting according to his instinct and doing what works for his species and his children. Um, And we make a moral judgment that that's wrong. That's a story that we make up. It's not reality. There is the bird is not doing anything morally wrong. I'm not even sure a bird has the capability of doing anything morally wrong. He's simply acting according to his instinct and trying to survive. Well, at first, best I can read, that story is not true. Blue Jays raise their own babies. Uh, They make big sloppy nests. Sometimes they do steal the nest of other birds 
and sometimes they do eat the eggs of other birds. They're kind of um, they're related to crows and ravens. Uh, they're extremely intelligent bird, a little, a little on the aggressive side. Um, and they've done a study and they found that 1% of blue jays in their poop have eggs of other birds. So it means 99% uh, don't. Um, they'll also eat, uh, uh, you know, a dead animal or they'll eat mice, uh, crickets, rodents, seeds, acorns apparently. Uh, it's a big favorite of their suol, which apparently is the fat stripped off of a, like a piece of you know, pork or beef, the late suol. Uh, at least that's what my wife's uh, mom called it, suol. So they're a very intelligent species um, that kind of sticks together as a group and they're territorial, um, but they're not immoral. Their habits are survival habits that keep them appearing on this planet. The moral story we put around their behavior is just a story. It has, you know, it's something that we've, we've gathered some facts, or even worse, we've just heard the story and we've seen them being aggressive and we build out of very little information. We construct the story of them not being responsible, of them not carrying their own weight, of them using other birds uh, to raise their young. Um, and therefore we don't like them. We declare them as being bad, at least those of us that adopt that story. And it's a pretty good illustration of what a story's like. Um, it's a belief that we have that's founded on very little. Quite often it's founded on what someone else has told us. We gather a little bit of evidence. In this case, we see a blue jay chasing away another bird or chasing other birds away from a feeder. And we declare them to be bad, um, a pest. Um, there's some fiction that I've read and got references to where um, people will give their kids a BB gun and say, don't shoot the birds except for the blue jay. You can shoot as many blue jays as you want. Um, and even stories of people paying their kids to you know, a quarter for each blue jay they kill. This is the power of a story that we get in our head. And in our mind, that story becomes the truth. It certainly becomes our truth. Um, and it becomes and has the weight of facts for us. It's as if 
that's a fact that a blue jay is irresponsible, a pest, etc. Um, based on our story that we've uh, built around our, our, our beliefs. It also reflects our perspective, for instance, that's a kind of a very um, judo-Christian perspective of, of life. It's not a life, it's not a perspective, say, of a Buddhist. Uh, so, this perspective lets us be receptive to the story of the Blue Jay being irresponsible. And then we build this story in a narrative that has the beginning, a middle, and an end. The beginning is the Blue Jay is uh, irresponsible, low character. He does things like put his eggs and lets other people raise him. The end of the story is that if you know this continues, then there will only be blue jays, and maybe even blue jays will be wiped out because they won't have anyone else to raise their babies. Um, exactly how you write the story, I'm not sure matters, but we go from our perspective, our biases, to being receptive to a story, and then collecting very few facts. Uh, sometimes we don't even have to bother with collecting a few facts to support our story. And then we tell our story, we get emotionally involved with it, um, and we did, and we don't like Blue Jays. So that's the, kind of the story of the Blue Jay, and it kind of illustrates the way we do all stories, all myths. Um, so I hope you have a good weekend. This has been the Ancient Texan discussing the story of the Blue Jay. Namaste.